Brad and Glenda Pius. Thank you so much for sewing into Morning Drive Bible. Without your commitment and support, this initiative couldn't come to fruition. Good morning from Jerusalem. My name is David Nekretman. And my name is Scott Kahn. And welcome to Morning Drive Bible. Last time, David, you presented a fascinating idea because we learned that in Leviticus chapter 18, which we had already said is an introduction to holiness, God tells Moses, do not do like the actions of the Egyptians from whom you came. We're talking about the people in the desert before they go into the land of Canaan. And do not act like the Canaanites to whom you're going. What you said was, though, even though this is the introduction to a series of laws about sexual propriety, we never see Canaan himself doing anything sexually improper. We only see that by perhaps the Egyptians, but not by the Canaanites. Where are we going with this today, though, David? You know that there is an edict within the Abrahamic family that you cannot marry the Canaanites. True. Abraham is telling his servant to find a wife for his son Isaac, not in the land of Canaan, nor even from his servant's own family. He must go back to Abraham's family, get a wife. That's right. He has to leave the land of Canaan, the future land of Israel, in order to find a wife for Isaac. Obviously, there's something about the Canaanites that Abraham says cannot mix together with his son Isaac. And then Isaac continues with the edict from his father Abraham and says to Jacob, you need to find a spouse. But you can't find it here in the land of Canaan. You can't find it here in the land of Canaan. And he sends him to the same place, back to his family homestead far away in Haran. So there's something about the Canaanites that is a problem from the Abrahamic family. But you're saying it's not a sexual problem. It's not a sexual problem. Because who actually ends up marrying Canaanites? Esau. He doesn't listen. He marries two Canaanite women. And we say Isaac and Rebekah were very upset about it. Very, very upset about it. explicit in the text. What about Judah? Judah also marries a Canaanite. Judah marries a Canaanite. And Shimon, Simeon, marries a Canaanite. Chapter 46, verse 10 in the book of Genesis. So we have two sons of Jacob marrying Canaanite women. Which seems to violate the previous edict that we'd had. Correct. But we don't see anything sexual in regard to the Canaanites. And yet at the same time, David... We can't deny the fact that in Leviticus chapter 18, once again, the introduction to the laws of holiness, it gives a list of things that are sexually improper, and the preceding verse says, do not act like the Egyptians or the Canaanites. Wouldn't I think, therefore, the Canaanites have done something sexually improper? Otherwise, it makes no sense. Correct. So while there is an edict within the Abrahamic family not to marry the Canaanite women, and in fact, the great-grandsons of Abraham violate this, there is one sexual impropriety of the Canaanites. Where do you see that? That is the rape of Dina Ah. in chapter 34, verse 2 in the book of Genesis. But that is the exception to the rule. And in fact, the father realizes the gravity of the situation, wishes to make peace with Jacob for him not to take vengeance in any way whatsoever of what happened with the rape of Dina, but it's the exception to the rule that we see the first time of sexual impropriety. Obviously, Simeon and Levi have other plans for what happened to their sister. But you're saying that the rape of Dina, as bad as it was, is atypical for the residents of Canaan. That's not what we see their problem was in general. Canaan originally, as we said two podcasts ago, did not do anything sexually improper. It was his father, Ham, that did. 
or at least we don't know of anything that he did. The text doesn't tell us. And when we look at the bad actions and the bad actors in the land of Canaan, their bad actions were by and large not sexual in nature. My argument is that Canaan has a different issue. And the issue is, is that they don't belong in this land because the land is really not theirs. What does that mean? Who originally was supposed to have this land of Israel? Which family member from Noah? Presumably Shem. Shem. The ancestor of the Jewish people. Correct. Abraham comes from Shem. He's nine generations later. He's nine generations later. And God is basically saying to Abraham that you're going to be the designated family member from Shem to have this land restored to you. Abraham is simply taking back that which always should have been belonging to Shem. Exactly. But there is a problem for Abraham to take the land immediately. Sometime in history, we don't know when, Canaan came in and usurped the land for themselves. That's right. But God makes it very clear to Abraham and to the Jewish people in the book of Deuteronomy that you are not getting this land because you're worthy of it. It's because the people living in it, they are bad stewards of the land. And they're going to get kicked out, and therefore you are able to have the land restored to you. But I thought you just said before that the reason that Abraham is getting the land is because it really belongs to him. Now you're saying something different. Now you're saying that the Canaanites, whether they usurped the land or not, the only reason they're getting kicked out is because they were bad stewards of the land. Bad stewards of the land, but not for the sexuality issue, because of the idol worship issue. So wait. The Canaanites are getting thrown out because of idolatry, not sexual impropriety, but they also don't deserve the land in the first place. They never should have had it. So which one is it, David? Because they don't deserve the land or because of the idolatry? It's both. Because the process of the Jewish people to become the Jewish people, they themselves had to go through their own journey to eventually come to the land. And when the Canaanites are no longer able to be good stewards of the land, they lose the worthiness of it. They get kicked out. Israel comes in. Interesting. I wonder if you're saying this, David, and correct me if I'm wrong. The Canaanites didn't really deserve the land, but once they're in it, there has to be a good reason to kick them out, and idolatry was that good reason. However, when the Jewish people are also kicked out many years later for idolatry, because it really is their land, therefore eventually they're going to come back, whereas the Canaanites are not going to come back because it really was never their land. Correct. Oh, okay. Now I'm starting to get it. I think I know where you're going. So when we say that the Canaanites' actions should not be emulated, we're talking about idolatry. But David, wait a minute. It still is in the parak, in the chapter, talking about sexual impropriety. Exactly. So next Exactly? Exactly. Exactly. That doesn't make any sense. That's next podcast. Oh, my gosh. My name is David McCraft. My name is a puzzled Scott Kahn. And blessings from Jerusalem. (laughs) 